Welcome to another episode of the podcast. I'm Carlene Savage, conflict resolution expert, founder of the Savage Theory of Resolution, and your host. And this is Brain Injury Q&As, and this is part three. So again, keeping in mind that in 1994, when my husband um, suffered his brain injury, that there wasn't the research and the the support and the accomplishments that they've had in the research back then. There was no support. There was no uh, treatment program. There was no, we were on our own, baby, on our own. So let me get to some of these questions. Does um, your husband have difficulty communicating with others um, because of his condition? Um, It depends. one of the things uh, with brain injuries is they like isolation. They like to be by themselves. And it might be because they don't know how to process or, you know, something in their processing has changed or they're too forgetful or um, they feel inferior to the other people. And those are those all do impact, greatly impact their ability to communicate um, with others because of those feelings, because you, you keep in mind that something that doesn't necessarily change is their, their fire, their will. Um, they, I know in my husband's case, he feels trapped in his mind versus I feel something, you know, I lost my limb and I, and I can't use it anymore. And maybe those, those without limbs feel trapped too, but he, explains it as feeling trapped in his head. Like there are things in there that he cannot get out and he knows it and it's frustrating. So that creates difficulty in communicating with others and even wanting to have a conversation with others because he has processing issues. You know, he processes a little bit differently and a little bit um, than other people, like a little bit slower. So you just have to transition with him in the conversation and say, Hey, um, so I want to talk about this and or other ways of transitioning but um because of that other people that don't know and he doesn't wear his brain injury like a banner and most people who have brain injuries don't they don't wear it like a banner they don't share it with people they don't um they don't even talk about it because uh unfortunately it's a shameful thing for them because because we're a bunch of ding-dongs out here in the world and holding everybody accountable to standards and behaviors. And I do it too. So I do it too. So it's not like I'm ragging on the world. I'm, I, it's just, we miss it, right? We miss that. And it's not that we have to be something we're not. It's just that we have to remember to always register. And I am always learning every day where I don't register, where I don't have the compassion, where I don't remember that people have have their own stuff that they're working through their own process so you know that's where some of the counsel comes to just be kind just be kind it doesn't mean you have to tolerate everything or put up with everything and it just means just be kind if it doesn't work you know maybe you need to walk away but to judge you know to say this is who they are without understanding or knowing yeah it's difficult so that does create some barriers in him communicating with people because he can't have maybe that conversation as quick and as fast paced as other people do, even though you don't see it and won't know it and won't realize it. He'll just tune it out. Um, a lot of times it's, oh my gosh, he can sit there and act like he's interested or he'll sit there and ask a question. 
He'll, he'll ask a question, and while you're discussing it, he'll leave because he forgot that that was the transaction that was happening. And then, and then when you say something, he'll go, oh, I thought they were talking to you because it's, that's the cover-up. You know, he's trying to compensate for, wow, I, you know, I walked off. I didn't even realize, you know. So <laughs> it's stuff like that. And in the beginning, I was just so offended and he would do it to other people and I would just lose my cookies because it was like you imagine talking to somebody about something that really means something to you. Like um, <clears throat> how you felt about maybe a promotion or where your future is going and maybe you're being featured as something or you're you're getting a you know, an advancement or something. And you're really talking about it and getting into it. And because, you know, he's asking about it and all of a sudden he just gets up and walks away. Imagine how you would feel if somebody were just to walk away in the middle of a really important conversation or even something that you were saying, period. And I've watched people go, uh, 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 what, uh, and I've had to cover up for him and go, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Did you, you know, did you even think you're walking away? They're telling something, they're, they're telling you something that matters to them. And so, you know, in the human transaction, I need to show them that they're important because he just leveled their esteem. So yeah, we do have some little nuances in his communicating. Um, plus with a brain injury, I mean, genuinely, <sighs> he cares less about others. He care. he just does. And I think it can happen with a lot of people. It happens with a lot of people, period. We care less about others. But you put an injury in front of that or a problem with processing or a problem with staying focused or memory issues, and suddenly you get something like somebody who doesn't care about it. There's, And I remember him sharing with me, you know, Carlene, there's so much that I'm going through in my head trying to stay on target that... Um, I don't want to care about other people. It's taking up so much time in my head. So that makes sense. I mean, I understand it. It doesn't mean it comes out looking like roses, but it makes sense. I get it. Um, and that has taken time from 1994 to now and through my training and study and work and volunteering in resolution fields. Um, that is what has brought me to the ability to say, I get it. I understand. And it's just the ability not to understand his injury, but to understand how to problem solve and how to communicate on my terms and how I need to communicate so that I'm okay. And it doesn't always work. It doesn't work, you know, a hundred percent, of course, because I'm natural and human, but, um, we do a pretty darn good job understanding or at least I can understand him really a lot better now. So um, has the husband experienced any cognitive changes? Yeah, and so I've explained a lot of those in the previous podcast and in this one a little bit. 
Um, are there any strategies uh, or supports in place to help them cope with this injury? Again, no, not really. Um, and we should. We should have some place that you can go. But one of the things that will happen in these industries, and it's not just ours, it's others where there's injuries and pain and traumas, things like that, is that you, you're still dealing with individual people. So one of the biggest things is how much do those people want to hold on to the trauma and the pain because it's become part of their identity? And how many of them want to learn how to solution through it, resolve through it, change maybe some of their patterns and habits? So that's kind of what worked for us is that and, and I'm telling you, when I realized that, it leveled me like nothing else has leveled me before. I felt so small and insignificant and unimportant and like a zero person when I realized, hey, Carlene, if you want this to work, you're doing it all wrong. And are you willing to make it work? Are you willing to do that? <clears throat> and even though, like, principally, yes, he's wrong to have walked away. He's wrong to isolate and be with, you know, not even be around you. But how you're responding, Carlene, is are you willing to deal with that, with how you're responding? And so when we look at these strategies and supports, you can give people strategies, but if their personality is so wrapped up in feeling the trauma, living the trauma, being the trauma, it is hard to take them out of that unless they want to. And that is a deeper conversation. And most of the people that it does not work for, it is because it has become their identity. Without that, they they may not, not even have had that conversation with themselves. Like, who will I be? Who will I do I want to be without this trauma? Because once you let go of that, there's so much open space for you to decide who you want to be and what you want to become and how you want to get to the things that make you happy. And a lot of us think that the trauma that happens, it will never, you can never find anything else that, except that. And I think that that's the biggest message in strategies and support is how much healing do you want to go through? How much effort do you want to actually apply? How much do you actually want to take ownership of in order to allow their injury to work in your life? And when we, when we lay this off on our children, like if our children are done, go through something, we're more than willing to adjust and do what needs to be done. But even if it's children, we take it on as our, as our burden instead of something we, we have to work with. Um, and so it's just, we have to be very careful. So were there strategies and support in place? No, there wasn't. So Carlene, Carlene just had to figure it out by herself, which is why I went to school worked and volunteered in these in these fields so that I could understand it a little bit more, see it in action, that kind of thing. Ah, and I have so much gratitude for the ability to understand it now. Anyway, if you ever have a question, just ask. <laughs>